Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. In addition to a podcast, The Breakthrough is a coaching and advisory business that provides programs for business leaders, owners, and managers to develop your skills and capabilities to boost your business and enjoy a better life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Today's topic, Mike, for our podcast episode is the two big strategic questions. But let me, let me uh, talk about part of the inspiration for bringing this as a topic. I was doing... I've got a third one. <laughs> <laughs> the third big strategic question? Yeah, it's sort of not quite as big, but it's pretty big. Yep. That's awesome. Our, our viewers, our listeners... Well, they're getting 30% extra for free. Oh, it's already free. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Look, I was running a strategy session for one of our uh, long-term clients. They have a successful business. It is edging up towards the $10 million a year turnover. But they've been kind of hovering in that zone for a couple, mm. of, couple of years. Mm. Plateaued. Plateaued. Okay. And yep. they were going, you know, we, we really want to make some change. We want to do things differently. But they were really struggling with the... Almost the mindset around how to think about their their strategy. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of questions and, and a third <laughs> that we uh, that I brought to the table really unlocked their thinking and uh, helped them evaluate differently their situation. Yeah, I think the challenge is when you've been in business for a fair amount of time, you're achieving you know reasonable results. That's pretty good. Ten million is pretty yeah, good turnover. It's yeah? pretty good, right? Yeah. And then you're going. How do we do this? And we tend towards the tweaking around the outside. Mm-hmm. So we go, oh, well, if we just trimmed a little bit of cost there and we just gained a little bit of revenue over there, we could probably do 5% better and we'd yeah. add a bit more profit. And, yeah. you know, is that a bad thing? No. Nope. But if your aspiration is greater than that, thinking about single percent mm-hmm. increases or mm-hmm. uh, decreases in your business, look, they won't get you to mm-hmm. the next the next level. So the first question I like to raise with people is, Absolutely forget about the fact that you own your current business and put yourself in the place of if you were a new entrant to this industry, Mm. what would you do? I can tell you where this came about, well, for me at least. It was just after the GFC and I was walking back to the office. I just had lunch with uh, a long-standing client. Uh, They had just watched their revenue drop by 30% one month and 20% the next month and what had showed no sign of coming back. It was... We were into plan F in terms of cost reduction and to to survive. It was Was F the expletive for the plan? Was that the (laughs) It was brutal and how the hell do we get out of this? And as we're walking along I said to him, if you were a new entrant, what would you be doing? And he didn't say anything for a while. I said, hasn't heard. And I said, If you were a new entrant, what would you be doing? He said, I heard you. I'm just slightly sideswiped by that question because it's such a big question and they were look they were a family business going back to 1920 so in terms of having had a model that worked this was it and just to be clear mike wasn't coaching them in 1930 <laughs> it was it was just to be yeah, clear just to be clear uh, but they were very invested. And look, it's 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 machinery heavy, it's capital heavy. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to be kind of agile and suddenly change direction. But it really made him think about the model. And, the, and so the first question when you're asked that is, if you were new to the industry, how would you enter it? What would your strategy be? 
And actually, the first question is, is this a good industry? Because the very first question you would ask that kind of Porter's Five Fields and all that stuff from a strategy perspective as an investor, you'd say, is this an industry that's got any prospects? And in fact, that particular industry, uh, no, it's a sunset industry. Absolutely. So typically, unless you had a lot of expertise, you wouldn't take it on. You'd say, no, thanks. But if you do take it on, then you'd work out, okay, so what could we do that didn't depend on our traditional thinking, our traditional org structure, our traditional business models, etc.? What are other people doing around the world that is disruptive? And to an extent, they, you know, that pattern was very clear. It was they were being digitized. It's the, you know, it's in the printing industry, so it was being digitized up the wazoo. Uh, but it meant finding different opportunities and within the industry, breaking it down and saying which parts of the industry are actually dead, which are dying, which are emerging, because always there's something emerging, and which are just going to kind of stay at, at that level of a kind of steady state for, yes. for the foreseeable. It's a really powerful way of thinking about not just your business, but your industry. And I think one of the things that we don't do enough, I know that we haven't done it enough, is think about our industry. We think a lot about our business and our market you know, our customers and where all that's going, but we don't think much about our industry. When we went to Brenda Bruchard last year, you know, he just talked about in this industry, in this industry, and it's kind of, oh yeah, we're in this industry, and this is what it looks like, and these are where the trends are. So if nothing else, that question about if you were just entering the industry for the first time, what would you do? is a great question, if only because it forces you to think about the industry. Yes. And then secondly, it gets you to think about your business model. Mm. In one of our other podcast interviews, I had the pleasure of interviewing Kate Daly, who's the Chief People Officer mm. at uh, BNZ. And you know, she talked in that interview about the challenge the banking industry is mm. facing. She said they were, they're looking over at the Nordic regions where mm. there's uh, financial institutions that are completely zero human touch. So yeah. everything is online. Wow. There is no uh, human interaction at yeah. all. Yeah. And the uh, processes and systems they're doing to mm. still deliver great customer experience, mm. but they're doing it in that. Uh, model and then also the competition they're seeing in their industry from non-banks so the likes of the Amazons the WeChat the Alipay that are going actually we know more about your customers than you do and we've got the funds to play Mm -hmm. and we can you we we, well they are massively disrupting yeah so that's that in the banking scenario going well if we were to start again what would we do it probably wouldn't be to build a huge chain of bricks and mortar with a massive corporate infrastructure and all that other palaver that we pay Mm. fees for Mm. yeah Mm. and i think it starts unlocking some thinking Mm. around well i wouldn't operate in those custom segments because look we've done it, they deliver some revenue to us, but ultimately they're not that mm. profitable. Mm. Uh, they're very resource heavy. They're very costly for us to serve those segments, so we wouldn't do those. Oh, actually, I'd probably ditch, you know, 30, 50% of my product range or my service offerings because yeah. we've done them because they were good at one time and we continue to do them because again, legacy revenue, we kind of stick at them. Yeah. But if I was a new entrance coming to the market, there's no way I'd start off doing that mm. stuff because mm. I just know mm. that it's had its time. Mm. So it forces you to think about those those kind mm. of things. And I think that's even a, even a business option. models. I can remember talking to a, a banker oh, know, twenty years ago. We're doing a lot of nostalgia today, but um, <laughs> you know, benefit of hindsight or something. Wisdom of age, uh, and he talked about their fundamental objective being to get their uh, number of products per customer up from two point six to two point seven. 
and that's a massive difference because of the scale of the enterprise. Yes. Is that still the goal? I doubt it. Absolutely. I seriously doubt it. It would be, you know, if you were coming in, it wouldn't be to sell multiple products. It would be to find the most profitable segment. And you probably wouldn't touch, I don't know, I'm guessing, but you, you know, maybe you wouldn't touch retail at all. You wouldn't touch personal banking at all. You know, just leave that to Apple, Apple Financial yeah. Services, Google Financial yes. Services. Yes. Tough, uh, tough, tough zone. Mm. So yes, that uh, that question, what would you do if you're new entry into mm. market, is a is a good one. Uh, the other one uh, I like is to think about what would your business look like if it was double the size, triple the size, mm. what, whatever the right kind of delta mm. is for mm. your your business. Mm. But again, when we were talking to this business, we said, well, what would it look like if you were a twenty million dollar business? Mm. How would you get there? What mm. would you do differently? Mm. And again, it raises all those things like, well, the capability of the people that I've got now probably won't get me to a $20 million business, so yeah. I need to think about those. Uh, we would need to diversify both products and yeah. potentially markets as well. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got into discussions around, well, if we're gonna diversify, one of the options is to look at acquisition. because mm-hmm. 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 that mm-hmm. Uh, allows us to not only acquire new products and new markets, but also the knowledge that goes with that diversification. Yeah. And hey, look, not suggesting that uh, acquisition is easy, no. but it opened their thinking. So they were no longer going, how do we get from 10 to 10, five or 11? They're going, oh, actually, we could probably make that make that happen. Mm. And they have a new GM in the business and he's very growth mindset oriented. And he was going, hey, look, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. And it's then just the case of us working through the strategy and going, well, how will we get there? What's standing in our way? What can we what can we get past? But you could just see in the session it just like opened their thinking mm. to, yeah, massively about the about the business. And it is one of the lessons that comes from there's a difference between uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. And probably most of the people we work with don't call themselves entrepreneurs, they call themselves business owners. And I think one of the things that we can learn from the truly entrepreneurial mindset is always about that how would it look if it was this much bigger how would we go about doubling the size of this tripling tripling you know whatever and the and the very high growth um, you know whether companies start out this way I was with a company the other day um, and in 10 years they've gone from zero to oh, 300 people they've actually a couple of years ago they sold out I think uh, the majority of their the original founders shareholding for um, a you know, Number. Between one and two hundred million. Right. Within ten years. So really rapid growth and, and and well executed. Whether they started out with that, I don't know. But what they didn't do was limit themselves. The breakpoints book I wrote a few years ago. The number one problem that small business owners have is small thinking. And what you're describing, getting from ten to eleven, is small thinking. The big thinking that you brought, what would it look like if we doubled the size? And it starts with unlocking that thinking. It just says, Correct. stop looking here for the for the solutions to this little problem. Make the problem this big, because it's a whole different universe of solutions. And the more you look at those, you go, oh yeah, well, we could do that. And, and suddenly, uh, you know, we've created a vision, if only a suggestion of a vision. It's twice the size of what it is now. And when we create vision, we create possibility. 
and when there's possibility, we create energy. Did you notice that the room kind oh, of boing? Massively. Yeah, massively. Totally. And look, the, the director had been struggling with strategy. He yeah. kind of couldn't see past exactly. He yeah. kind of had the myopia thing. He was yeah, like yeah. stuck right there. Yeah. And as soon as we brought in that thinking, you know, body language change, energy yeah. in the room, room yeah. came up. And look, it was less about whether they actually get to 20 million not or not. Point. It's not the point. It's unlocking that thinking. And the energy. And the energy. And once you've got those things, then you can make better, yeah. better decisions about yeah. where you actually do decide to take the company and, yeah. and what you do. But it was Vision creates possibility, possibility creates energy. Because we, as humans, we love the idea that there's something better. It gets us going, it gets us excited. And that's what energy looks like. Mm. Spot on. Mm. So question number three? Oh, I've changed it. I've changed it? I've got, uh, I've got <laughs> Of course my, you have. I, I needed to. Go on. Because it wasn't really that strategic. certainly wasn't at the, at the quality of thinking that uh, we've, we've been talking about. But it's a question that we've asked ourselves, and it's a really good question. What would you do with a million dollars? What a goodie. <laughs> that, you, that you had to spend in the business That you had to week. spend in the business you couldn't yeah. spend on a holiday in Hawaii. Mm. That would be a good holiday. That though. would be a great holiday. What would you do with a million bucks? Somebody walks up and says, here's a million dollar grant. Government, oh, hey, do on, provincial growth fund. <laughs> for example, you know, wander up and ask for some money, and they'll give you a million bucks. What would you do with it? And, you know, for our conversations have been about, oh, gee, it's harder than it sounds, it does. isn't it? It does, particularly because most business owners go, what's holding you back? And they go, oh, oh, oh more, more capital, money, more capital, more capital. capital. Right, 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 right. If we go for your mill, what would you spend it on? Oh, um, uh, uh, oh not, uh, not, really, not really sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. But in pursuit of, let's say you want to double your size, and by the way, here is... 25% of that revenue is available to you as a cash grant from the Provincial Growth Fund. Use it how you will to help you get there. That makes you think, doesn't it? Well, and again, it unlocks the mind, right? Mm. Because so often we go, oh, we'd like to do that, but we don't have the money. Oh, mm. we'd like to do that, we don't mm. have the money. We'd like to do that, but we don't have the money. As soon as you unlock that thinking, mm. actually, you know what? I need to be cautious how I phrase this. There are very many sources of money. If you can put together a great business case yeah. and evidence why that will work, yeah. there is almost always an answer to yeah. the money question. I, I was thinking exactly that. One of the constraints is, well, we'd never get the money. We don't have the money, and if we don't have it, then we can't get it, and the bank wouldn't lend it to us, for example. But to your point, um, actually the bank would lend it to you, quite possibly, if you could demonstrate a case that said, if we spend this on that, we'll get that. And if you can't spend this on that to get that, then you probably shouldn't spend the this, should you? So it's a great way of not only unlocking your kind of creativity around how you can grow your business, um, but also to kind of be a really good reality test about, mm, you might just be trying to kind of uh, push rope up, you know, it's, um, it's not that easy. So, and, you know, it's kind of the, the, the economics aren't there. Either way, sure. it's a nice question to follow up your, how would we double this business? Mm. So take your, take your team, uh, get out of the office and go and ask them those three three questions. What would we do if we were a new entrant? What would we do if we we're going to double this business in the next three years? And what would we do if we had to spend a million dollars next week or next month or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a short over time the course frame of that to achieve it to, yeah. to get it get it done? Great questions. Uh, you will be surprised the ideas that get unlocked when you take that approach to some strategic thinking. Yeah, good stuff. Great. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. See ya.